0: Welcome to Green and Growing, glad you're here on a Saturday morning Ashley Frasco with you for the next three hours and a lot to cover But I wanted to start off the show, you know I'm probably going to likely have somewhat of an Easter theme for you today Because Easter is tomorrow, so I hope everyone is having a very blessed weekend It's going to be a little wet, but nonetheless it should be nice And a guest that I had on last year that was just all the rage and people got really excited about And wanted to bring back Heath Ward, owner of City Chick ATL. Heath, welcome back.
2: Oh my gosh, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we had a really good time talking last year, and you really opened my eyes to this whole world of backyard chickens. And I know this is a big deal in Atlanta, and it's getting to be a little bit of a bigger deal in the city, too, right?
2: Absolutely. Urban chicken keeping has been really popular, um, somewhat thanks to COVID, when a lot of people got stuck at home and uh, needed kind of a uh, backyard project. So. (laughs) Yes, Atlanta is actually home to some really more relaxed chicken laws than other cities in the United States So we're very lucky to live in Atlanta
0: Now I was going to ask you about that because some people would kind of dread like Oh no, if my neighbor gets chickens or roosters or something like that, is that going to be a problem? But what do you tell folks that live in other municipalities about you know, maybe checking with city ordinances first?
2: Yes. uh, That's what I always tell anybody that is considering uh, getting into chickens is to first check with any ordinance that you may have, even if you think that, even if your neighbor has chickens. I know some people that have gotten into trouble just by getting chickens thinking that they could have them. And if you belong to an HOA, please, please, please check with your HOA first. Uh, Yeah, many, many, many HOAs hate chickens. (laughs) So yes, please always check with your HOA rules first. But no, thankfully, the city of Atlanta, we've got so many great chickens. and keeping areas out there but, you, uh, but yeah, check your ordinances first
0: You know, good and if, if your family is big eaters of eggs My goodness, this is like I mean, it's a fun thing You know, you almost take them over as pets But saving money Like I follow a lot of homesteaders, Heath On Instagram and things like that And the amount of money people save By raising their own farm-fresh eggs is incredible
2: Well, you know, so that's a really good question And I personally think that you can save money with chickens, but it is you are going to have to work at it. Um, personally, I don't save a lot of money um, <laughs> for my stem. I invested a lot of money up front into my chicken coop. Uh, Which I also recommend folks to Some of the upfront costs of chicken keeping Can be somewhat expensive But once you get over that two to three year hurdle um, The return on investment is really great With all the fresh eggs And then you can also sell them to your neighbors as well
0: Ooh, that's even a a better point And help pay for those fancy chicken coops, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely So
0: you can check out Heath And more information about City Chick ATL Website's pretty obvious, citychickatl.com, dot com, and there you can kind of take care of some of the products you may need. And I think Heath too, somewhere on the website here, you've got posted pictures of the chicken coops and you've got the things on wheels and all of that, right?
2: Absolutely. We feature um, all of our chicken tractors that we have on there. We have some run extensions that go along with the chicken tractors. We, I mean, we have all the supplies. We have a, we have the largest uh, selection of soy free organic chicken feed in Atlanta. Uh, so we, we yeah we can literally get Everybody started up and running on their, their chicken backyard chicken keeping Adventure right away
0: for anyone that hasn't Kind of put two and two together maybe I didn't Connect the dots so Easter weekend this Is the day before Easter we're talking To Heath Ward of City Chick ATL And it's because last year When I reached out to you I thought you know A lot of parents get their children A cute little fluffy Yellow baby chick for Easter And that's so cool that sounds like so Much fun I'm jealous oh. that didn't happen for me when as a kid, but then what happens, Heath? <laughs> is this these little chicks? They become chickens, and then people are like, "Oh, do I give it away? What do I do with it?"
2: Oh my gosh! I'm so glad you brought up this really important point because that happens to so many people every year. People will go to a feed store and they cannot resist the cute little tiny oh. yellow ball of fluff that baby chicks are. But you have there are a lot of things to consider with those little baby chicks. Baby chicks can grow up into being. Um, You want them to be hens, but sometimes you get an accidental rooster and then you have to figure out, oh, what do I do with that rooster once he (laughs) shows up on my door? Um, You have to, you know, consider a lot of people don't realize chickens can live to be over 10 years old if they're properly cared for, which is uh, quite a long time. Um, And they they need uh, baby chicks are going to need a constant source of heat. Uh, they need fresh food and water. I mean, they, while they're cute, they do take work. And, uh, you know, you, you need a coop and somewhere for them to – you want to get them outside the house as fast as possible. So you need, you need that coop outside to make sure they're properly cared for. And people don't realize how many things eat chicken besides humans. A lot of predators out there that you have to be really careful about.
0: Oh, you need to be looking up in the skies and listening in for that hawk circling. Certainly, that's probably one of the scariest ones. Coyotes, of course, are being displaced. Yeah, absolutely, with Mm -hmm. all the construction. So what would be, you covered a lot of good things there, necessities, things people need to think about. But what are some of the most common questions, you know, as they're making the transition from a cute little baby chick to a full-grown chicken that people would have for you, Heath?
2: You know, the the main one is, how do I know if I'm going to get a hen or a rooster? Mm. Um, a lot of the, the yes, um, you really, because we all, we're all in it for the fresh eggs, and the fresh eggs are going to come from the hens, of course. Uh, so you want to stay away from any terms called um, straight run. Uh, straight run is going to be a mixture of just hens and roosters, and a lot of the times, uh, feed stores will kind of mix in the roosters into the straight run, so you the chances of getting a rooster pretty high. You really, really want to look for chicks that are sexed female, uh, so that way you don't end up spending uh, feed, you know, for six months raising uh, a rooster only to have to give them away. Oh. Yep, and then the other one is just making sure that the yeah, chickens they really do need a good form of shelter because I think people really underestimate the just like you said, the hawks in the sky. People don't realize that a hawk will take out a full-grown five-pound chicken that is in their backyard. Same thing, you know. Raccoons, we've got them all over um, in the city. Raccoons, and we have beautiful foxes that live in. When I lived in Buckhead, we had a fox that showed up in our backyard. Wow. And uh, yep, they're they're out there. They're just uh, on the food chain of life. Chickens at the very bottom, and you have to do everything you can to keep your
0: keep your flock safe. Poor little guys. Yeah. So now when we <laughs> when we hear the term. Free-range, I mean, kind of elaborate on that That makes me think the chicken needs a lot of room And what if you are a city dweller and you don't have that much room Is it still possible to have free-range chickens?
2: Absolutely, and, you know, from a animal perspective You know, we, as people that care for animals We want our chickens to have as much space as possible Because we see those images of chickens trapped in wire cages You know... Uh, pumping out eggs. So, of course, we want to provide our chickens with the best lives possible. So, if you are looking to feed, let's see, a family of four, uh, two adults and two kids, you know, if you get three full-grown hens, you're going to have at least, you know, three eggs a day, uh, which is really recommended for a nice-sized backyard. We used to live on a quarter-acre lot when we lived over in Buckhead, and we had at at some point in time, we did have up to 25 chickens, which was a lot. Wow. Um, I, I don't recommend that many. But, yeah, I recommend starting off in any backyard setting, small, going from uh, either three to five. Hens is a perfect size for any urban-sized um, backyard.
0: Okay, that sounds like a good formula. And now, speaking of free range, I wanted to ask you this. This was kind of a question I had on the back burner for a few months. Um, Bill reached out to me on the Facebook page through Green and Growing WSB, asked about his uh, free range chickens. He stops free ranging them in the spring when he's putting lawn products down, whether it's grass seed, fertilizer, you know, pre emergence herbicide, and asked me if there's any concern, you know, f- affecting the health of the hens. What would you say?
2: That is such a great question. And Ever since I've had chickens, anytime we put down any kind of grass seed, the chickens would always find their way over and scratch up the grass seed. It's, only, it's really, really, really hard to have chickens and put down that. As far as any fertilizer, I know everybody loves to have a gorgeous backyard. I avoided any kind of fertilizers whenever I had chickens in my backyard. I would recommend to Bill creating a chicken zone area. And to anybody that has chickens, I love chicken zones. And that's just mapping out a certain part of your backyard that those chickens are going to stay in all the time. And you can have a little fence, keep them in that area, and that's where they free-range. That's where you stick the coop. And uh, so, yeah, and that keeps the chickens out from going in. And even if you, um, many of us growers have gardens, that keeps your chickens from doing any collateral damage into your (laughs) gardens, like it's happened to me. I'd really, really recommend have Bill looking into creating a chicken zone in his backyard where his chickens hang out versus letting the chickens just all out into everywhere in the backyard.
0: Okay, so maybe, you know, the ground cover being what was grass, and maybe it's got a few weeds in it, and it's just a an area in particular you're not worried about being super manicured. But um, what for a ground cover? I mean, if we're just looking heath at like a a dirt spot in the yard, maybe a shady spot. Do you put straw down, pine straw or wheat straw? Or do they need anything? They just run around in the dirt.
2: You know, chickens can just run around on on dirt. If you try planting stuff, often chickens are just going to eat that up anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, they just yep they they just they they have a tendency to go in and pluck up. Um, there are, are some fodder systems that you can grow uh, that chickens can eat um, that you can supplement in there with. And I know this is going to sound kind of weird to many of your listeners, but chickens like to roll around in dirt, and that's how they stay cool, oh. and that's how they get rid of bugs in their body, and that's what they call dust baths. Uh, very, very healthy for chickens. But, yeah, if you have you know clover in your yard, chickens can run around and eat that. But, yeah, chickens um, can also get something known as impacted crop if they're eating too much grass. Uh, It's not bad for them to stay just kind of on dirt, Um, so yeah, great question
0: Thank you for addressing that and for Bill as well Um, So my last question for you goes along those same lines What do chickens eat? I mean, go on your website, citychickatl.com and look at some things What is their diet made up of?
2: So chickens require, just like um, our pets, just like dogs, they require nutrition um, that comes from a feed And chickens have been around for thousands and thousands of years. I know a lot of people are like, why do chickens need feed? We know from science that chickens can get vitamin deficiencies, like uh, vitamin D deficiency, and that can result in not laying as many eggs or soft-shelled eggs. So you want to look for good quality. Uh, feed for your chickens. However, the great thing that I love about chickens is they're great little trash compactors. Um, (laughs) I feed my chickens my leftover chicken scraps. They absolutely love getting uh, the tops cut over for my strawberries that I feed them. They love any watermelon. Uh, So what's great is food that may not necessarily go into my trash that may be headed to a landfill, I can take out to my chickens. And it's just this great full circle moment of my chickens enjoying some uh, chicken scraps.
0: But, But not pieces of chicken.
2: Oh, sorry. I apologize. Yes. No,
0: no. <laughs> I was like, God, oh, that's dreadful. Yep.
2: Nope. Sorry. That, yes. Not pieces of chicken. We don't want table scraps. Chickens love, love, love uh, some table scraps from the kitchen. I always, for some reason, get these uh, 50-50 spring mix from the grocery store that oh, yeah. for, I think I'm going to turn into a salad. And then I have some leftover, and then that goes out to my chickens. And they absolutely love that. They love blueberries, if I have any extra blueberries. And then, of course, they produce fresh eggs, and then they also produce fantastic fertilizer. So it's just kind of a win-win all, around, all the way around.
0: Such good information. And when folks want to shop around or look at all the things they need, you've even got some great videos. Where do they find you online?
2: You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can now find me on TikTok, Heath with City Chick on TikTok. I'm pretty active on there. Um, and, of course, thank you for mentioning our website, citychickatl.com. We're on there as well.
0: And you can sign up for a newsletter, too, which I bet is kind of cool, full of good you know, seasonal information, right?
2: We provide all kinds of details to help out with folks, especially new chicken owners. We, we give you all the tidbits and all the tricks that we've learned over the years, make sure that everybody has all the information they need to kind of help raise chickens healthy and happily.
0: Alright, so I've got to end on a corny note And I and I hate this because when I take folks Or when I take my dog, my great Dane Shadow Out for a walk or we're camping I always look at my husband and say If I had a dollar for every time Somebody said, do you have a saddle for that thing? Can somebody ride her? Because she's so big, she's 130 pounds So you probably mm-hmm. get this a lot Which came first, the chicken or the egg, Heath?
2: Oh my gosh, you know And I, I want to say the chicken came first You're going to go full <laughs> circle on this But I think science has proved that the hen had to come first to lay the egg. I think if you can go on Google and verify it, but I think that that chicken actually did come first. But great question. I love it.
0: I'm going to go with that. I love it. philosophical (laughs) talk on green and growing as well. Well, Heath Ward, co-founder of City Chick ATL, thank you so much for your time and for the good work you do spreading the word to make everybody have healthier, happier chickens and have a happy Easter weekend.
2: You too thank you so much for having me on well Happy Easter everybody take care
0: and we'll be right Back with the top three things to do in the landscape This weekend stay tuned it's 95.5 WSB
2: It's Scott Slade host of Atlanta's morning news On 95.5 WSB The news weather and traffic team will
1: be here first Thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time And informed now back to green and growing With Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's news and Talk
0: thank you Scott waking up to Rain showers blanketing metro Atlanta Right now scattered showers through out most of the morning drying out in the afternoon a high of 76 and tomorrow more rain high in the low 70s green and growing,
2: green and growing with ashley frasca here's your garden to-do list this week
0: with the holiday in mind, it being Easter Sunday tomorrow, you can plant the Easter lilies that you're receiving outdoors after removing their faded blooms. And thinking about Amaryllis from Christmas as well, I've kept those in pots and they still have long green leaves on them. You can plant those outside as well. Just leave those leaves on them, stake them up if necessary. Number two, we may be safely out of the woods for any more frosts you got to keep listening to Christina Edwards for any slight chance But the coming week looks like it's going to be beautiful So go ahead and plant dahlias, elephant ears, caladiums And even those summer vegetable seedlings in the garden And number three, it's a great time to mulch I don't think there's any point of the year when it's not a good time to mulch But a lot of places have it on sale now You could get a really good deal not only to spruce up your garden beds To prevent prevent weeds as well 404 When we come back We'll hear about a big week For onion lovers And Betty from Monroe Has a question about blueberry plants Stay tuned, you're listening to 95.5 WSB Oh yeah,
1: the grass is green uh-huh. I'm gonna live where the green grass
2: grows The grass is always green around the other
1: side Caterpillar to a butter- It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca.
2: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike
1: Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB.
0: Back on the show and a lot coming up. This is a show I've been looking forward to. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Green and Growing. So we heard from Heath Ward from City Chick ATL. That was a fun interview. Um, You know, some of you may be thinking about getting the kids some baby chicks or Baby bunnies for Easter But just remember to treat it like a pet That thing's gonna grow up into You know, kittens and puppies are so cute But they, they get to be big They turn into cats and dogs So same goes to the baby chicks and the bunnies um, A big day for onion lovers this past week We'll get to that in just a moment And coming up at 7 o'clock Norm Mitleider, friend of the show Certified aesthetic pruner Talking about appropriate pruning for the month of April I was so glad he talked to us a couple of months ago About silhouette pruning when In the winter time When the trees don't have their leaves And that makes uh, the task of pruning A lot easier for you Well, round two could occur here in the next couple of weeks. And then at 830, Pike Nursery along and you're gonna like this conversation. Solutions for shade. So there are always plants and ground covers and things that are going to be viable for shady spots in the landscape And they've got some great ideas, plus Easter plants So keep that in mind if you need to head to Pike Nursery today or tomorrow And bring a hostess gift or a nice pretty Easter lily or orchid or some kind of other plant Um, If you're traveling over to someone's house for a meal, that might be a really good idea Be part of the show by calling 404-872-0750 I hope to hear from you this morning Up first, and she's been holding very patiently I've got Betty calling from Monroe Good morning, Betty, welcome to the show Good morning I have 10 or 15 mature blueberry bushes And about 100 or 200 feet away I've got 3 or 4 volunteer blueberry bushes Perhaps spread by the
1: birds Well, they make uh, viable blueberry plants
0: They very well may Um, It's going to take a while and, And it is possible to start blueberries from seed We make it really complicated when we do it, Betty Because you have to stratify them Meaning they need that cold period, cold storage And then, you know, really being able to, like, extract the seed And some people do a blender Some people... You know, do a lot of different things Just to rough up that seed And make it ready to plant Um, And the birds do all of that naturally, apparently So it'll take probably, eh, ballpark Two or three years before that blueberry bush Will ever begin to produce any fruit, though Okay, that sounds good I I don't think I knew that would happen And I was surprised to see the three or four plants Good-sized plants before I actually saw them And uh, they look good Yes, yeah, and I mean, you know, that's great that the birds did that It really, all the seed needs is some light, some warmth, and some moisture So it's able to get that out in nature So, yeah, fingers crossed, I think it could be good Okay, thank you much Yeah, good call, thank you so much, Betty, enjoy your weekend Okay, Mm -hmm, bye Love that, yeah, when Mother Nature kind of does the work for us But it is kind of complicated to... uh, Start blueberry plants from seeds So why not just go pick up a a blueberry bush at Pike Nursery Um, Spring is a good time to plant them Fall is ideal to give them time to establish in the soil around them But um, extracting the seeds is a time-consuming process Um, Like I said, some people use a blender Just other ways to rough them up Um, And that just sounds like a lot of work But I know there's a lot of seeds that you have to do that to Uh, One that I had to treat differently from any other a uh, vegetable seed in my garden last year was okra. I wanted to start okra from seed, and the seed was a kind of a harder black small ball, like the size of a, a BB or maybe even smaller from a BB gun. Um, and soaking those in water and just allowing them to kind of you know soften up, maybe for a 24-hour period at least overnight. Um, and that made it easier to start the okra that way But uh, a lot of work goes into this And if you're ready to start planting your vegetable garden I want to hear from you too 404 Because I think we're out of the woods I'm no meteorologist But Christina Edwards-, Edwards will certainly let us know If there's any more chance for cold weather But man, this entire week is going to be warm With highs at least around 70 If not a little bit warmer So all of us can... Uh, Finally start to get out there and play in the dirt And you may want to proceed with caution If you had some compost from last fall Over the winter Um, If it's fully broken down You know, I would go ahead and plant it And incorporate it into the soil and your raised beds and your garden beds and things like that But maybe not plant immediately after that I would wait a week or two, let that compost really kind of simmer down in the soil As you put it all together um, You don't want to put the plants right into something like that I think they may need a little bit more time to for that soil to acclimate Get to know each other, mix together pretty well And then you should be well on your way Four zero four eight seven two 0750 is the number. So, as I mentioned, uh, this story caught my attention right here on 95.5 WSB, I believe back on Tuesday. Uh, earlier this week was a big day for onion lovers. Take a listen. It's a big day here in Georgia.
1: We look forward to Christmas and July 4th and New Year's and then the opening day for Vidalia onion season. And
0: that is today. Georgia Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black says this is the day that Georgia's sweet Vidalia onions head to stores. You'll
1: definitely see some before Easter. It is the
0: official vegetable of our state and brings in a lot of money, anywhere from $120 to $140 million a year based on the season, says the commissioner. Sabrina Cupid, 95.5 WSB. So be on the lookout in the grocery store That's an exciting time for Georgians I don't think people in other states really understand that for us Uh, They just, you know, oh, sweet onions, same thing No, it's not So I went to my local grocery store And my local grocery store annoys me to no end I won't ever tell you what it is or who it is Uh, But every time I go in there, I just get so annoyed The the people are rude and stuff's not stocked properly. So, Ashley, drive a mile or two down the road. Go to another grocery store. But I, hearing that story on Tuesday, uh, went to the store the following day on Wednesday on the hunt for Vidalia onions, and I didn't find them. Uh, So they hadn't made their way to my grocery store in the Holly Springs area just yet. So I had to suffer through, uh, you know, picking up a couple of sweet onions, which not such a big deal, but nothing matches by dahlia onions, so maybe when you're at the grocery store picking up things for your Easter dishes tomorrow, uh, maybe you'll be able to find them and and use them. So that's good. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Lots of early calls. I love that. Up next, Paul in Sandy Springs. Hey, Paul, welcome to Green and Growing. Hey, how you doing? Very good. What you got on your mind?
2: So I live in an apartment complex, and I have a pretty large balcony, but it's very shaded. Uh, it does not get a lot of direct sunlight. So kind of my question
1: is, you know, maybe like two hours a day. So kind of my question is, what can I grow there? Ideally, vegetable, but uh, you know, I'm a big gardening. So what kind of plants I look for for that?
0: Uh, only two hours a day?
1: It's not a maybe, maybe four,
2: but it's not a lot. Not a lot of direct sun. I think it faces north. Okay. Not ideal.
0: No, no, not at all. Um... You know, I mean, tomatoes, things that vine just really aren't going to do well Because they need at least four hours, if not more Six is ideal um, Six is yeah. really ideal So as far as vegetables, a lot of things may be out of the question um, What you could do is maybe start garlic um, Garlic would have been started, mm-hmm. though, in the fall That's a long one You you Once you commit that to a pot that pot is going to be you know t- taking up real estate for 5 or 6 months start garlic bulb in the fall and then maybe by about may you're able to harvest that maybe some onion as well um those okay. yeah those could be some suggestions and even some herbs you want to look at the tag Um, Obviously first when you pick out herbs you know, Grow what you're going to eat Don't grow rosemary if you have absolutely no intention of cooking with it But herbs that you like Narrow it down to maybe three or four And look at the tags and see which ones Can be a little bit more tolerant Of a little less sun But those are Mm going to probably survive A lot better with that little amount of sunlight Than actual vegetables would be Plus when you're thinking about Tomatoes, okra, anything like that uh, Pepper plants There are maybe some varieties of pepper too Paul that you could consider but you need to Have the pollinators right you need to have The bees buzzing around and bringing The pollen and transferring the pollen in those Flowers so that kind Of presents a whole new thing if the Complex has a lot of trees And shrubs and good landscaping That may be possible But if you don't see a lot of bees around And things like that it's going to be really hard So herbs would maybe be the Way to go
2: Gotcha. It actually is very wonderful it Probably one of farmers, That's really good to know the
1: Potentials and peppers as well
0: Yeah, there really so, may be yeah. Some varieties of peppers Like, you know, bell peppers going to take a long time Those need to get pretty large And then they all come in green You know, and if you pick them At that point, you got A green bell pepper But when the sun gets to them And you let them stay on the vine A little bit longer on the plant A little longer That's when you'll see If you have orange or red Or something But again, that's a lot of sunlight That's necessary But yeah. there are some fun varieties Of pepper that are little Smaller peppers that you'll have multiple on one plant So yeah, go that route or herbs I'd be curious to see what you come up with Well, thank you so much Great starting point Thank you And start, you know, listening to the show in the fall Because I'll do it right alongside with you guys I mean, I just take a bulb of garlic from the grocery store Leave it in the pantry for a couple of months Wait till it starts getting some green on the top of it And that's what I plant Is a bulb of garlic right from the grocery store Yep, and I'm able to get a whole new bulb But like I said, it's a very patient Process it needs to stay in the soil for at least four, five, six months before you really get anything. But around May is when people will start harvesting that. Oh, wow, that's really cool! Yeah,
2: well, thank you so much.
0: I'm glad you called. Thank you so much for listening, Paul.
2: Have a great morning You
0: too, thank you 404-872-0750 So when we come back Randy and Lawrenceville Asking how critical is it To rotate vegetables every year You know, we want to do that To prevent disease And avoid bad things in the soil david and tucker uh, mentioning some things that the cobb county master gardeners are doing and i want to hear from you 404 872 we'll be right back it's green and growing on wsb
2: it's Scott Slate. did you know you can listen to green and growing with ashley frasca on saturday mornings on your smart speaker and me too weekday mornings just tell your smart speaker play 95.5 wsb and we're on 95.5 wsb atlanta's news and talk here's ashley
0: All right, as you've probably uh, been made aware of In the 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock hour Maybe you woke up to some thunder and lightning My great Dane woke me up to that very thing And she was scared But it was very few and far between the, The rolls of thunder But nevertheless, she was scared Woke me up Right before my alarm Womp womp So uh, I got at the station a little quicker this morning So scattered showers for the morning Drying out in the afternoon If you've got plans All of this should roll through uh, Shortly after daylight breaks High of 76 Low of 54 And then tomorrow Looking at morning clouds Scattered rain showers and storms in the afternoon I think I heard meteorologist Christina Edwards Say those early sunrise Easter services For tomorrow morning Should stay pretty dry
2: Green, Green And growing Ashley Fresca's top three things to do this weekend
0: All right, great time to get out there and mulch Not only to spruce up the beds to prevent weeds As the weather gets a lot warmer uh, The mulch helps keep moisture in the soil So maybe a little less watering for you Um, I noticed my peony comes back every year My peony plant is much happier And puts on more blooms or so it seems I never fertilize it, but it's mulched Uh, It's in a nice bed that I put fresh mulch on every year And it just seems happier the years that I mulch it So there's a lot of benefits to doing that Number two, safely out of the woods for any more frosts I think, I think, fingers crossed So I'm going ahead and giving the go-ahead to plant dahlias Uh, You can do that now all up into May Uh, Elephant ears, caladiums, those that you've had in the ground that overwintered My elephant ears haven't started poking up yet But uh, my canna lilies have So be on the lookout for the perennials You've got in your yard, a lot of them are starting to Pop up, so remember not to go Crazy weeding garden beds or Mowing over things that are starting to pop up like that And number three, Easter lilies Can eventually go outdoors, once the Blooms have faded, just remove those Pop them in the ground, also amaryllis If you've still got some nice green Long leaves on those, those can Be planted not too deeply But out in the garden bed, you've just got to Leave the leaves on there, leave the foliage on all of them Stake them up if necessary 404 750 Alright, up next, Kevin in Tallapoosa. Hey there, Kevin, welcome to the show Hey,
2: good morning I was wondering about a compost pile mm-hmm. When I need to keep it covered
1: while it uh, does its thing Should I put a tarp over it or anything like that?
0: You know, some people have them in enclosed containers So that wouldn't hurt if you think there's, there's going to be that are ruining it or if it's just unsightly. Yeah, but it does need... You know, the sunlight Because the temperature has to get over 100 degrees For it to really start breaking down And you do want water to get on it oh, The compost piles have to stay moist So a good rule of thumb Wet the pile about once a week So if you've got the tarp over it It's not really getting much rain So once a week to keep just the material And the consistency damp Almost like a sponge Is kind of where you want the water level to be
1: So a rain to, a rain like today would not
2: hurt harm it
0: No, absolutely not No, And I mean, you know, some people do have them out in the open So if it gets a lot of rain, that's totally fine too You may just have to keep turning it a little more Because we got to keep just all of the materials throughout Somewhat consistent as far as moisture And keep turning them too for the heat Um, But no, this this amount of rain is not going to hurt it at all It's got to have water, it's got to have air And just a balance of that green and brown material You know, when we talk about that Things that you're putting in there The brown material like dead leaves And limbs and the green stuff Like some of the clippings from the kitchen Eggshells, things that were Alive, you know, and you put in there So that's all a good mix
1: Okay, thank you so much
0: Yeah, thank you, great question, thanks for calling 404-872-0750 David and Tucker checking in today Hey there David, what's going on? Ah, oh,
1: well, a couple of things I was just over at the uh the uh, plant sale that, that they're having in Jim Miller Park on Cobb County, and I had a really good time there. And its last day is today, ten to four. Uh, you know, that's uh, you know the Master Gardeners project now there you told with uh, Ann, Cobb.
0: Yeah, you mentioned to Ann, our phone screen or something about a plant swap. Tell me how that works. People come with plants.
1: Yep, annually here in Tucker. Um, we have a, a plant swap, it's gonna be a week from today. And it's basically, if you have excess plants, just uh, pot them up, you know, particularly if you got one of those little portable uh, black retail containers, mm-hmm. just uh, pot them up and bring them in and leave them. And people who want them will take them and see what you want and take that. And that is from eight to 11 next Saturday, And it's a little different location It used to be in the Baptist Church parking lot Real quick, where is it? Yeah, it is in the new park Where the old library used to be Down the street behind Tucker First Methodist Church
0: Okay, excellent Thank you for sharing the news, David A plant swap sounds a lot of fun 4048720750 When we come back, pruning You're listening to Green and Growing on WSB